I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Going into Saturday's game against Colgate, February 24th, 1962 was the last time Colgate had beaten the Orange. Coming out of that very same game, February 24th, 1962 was still the last time Colgate had beaten the Orange. Not a big surprise there. We'll give you the good and the bad of that game. The 8-0 Georgetown Hoyas host their first real challenge against the Syracuse Orange. This coming Saturday, we'll preview that game for you. Let's go. Make some noise, Orange fans. It's time for the Juice Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. All right. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to episode 43 of the Cuse Nation podcast. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and YouTube. So once again, I am Sean alongside my good buddy, Joe. Joe Wasabi, buddy. Wasabi. Oh, nothing. Starting to get cold out here in Virginia Beach, buddy. Yeah, down here too. I don't think we broke uh, like 30 degrees today. It's lovely. Yeah, nice little wind. (laughs) Yeah, we are a little windy too. Um, So we are going to give you Colgate. We're going to give you Georgetown. Joe's got a little recruiting news to uh, for football um, that we will go over um, once we're done with that. And I lost all hearing in my left earphone, and I don't know why. Anyway, all right. So <laughs> Syracuse, our, our Colgate at Syracuse, okay? And it's still the same problems. 14 threes they, 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 they um, scored on us. 14. 14. Um, 40%. 40%. The Orange is the worst three-point three shooting team in the country. Um, <laughs> 28.5%. Mm. One of the worst. That's 331st out of 351 division teams, division one teams. Um, on the flip side, though, uh, the, the good, I guess, while not being able to defend the three and not being able to make the threes, Syracuse are uh, rebounding a whole lot better. The Oranges, second best in offensive rebounding in the country, grabbing 41.6%. And also, in that rebounding and forcing turnovers, Syracuse ends up with about eight more possessions per game than its opponents so far this year, which is awesome. Um, They give up a lot of threes. Uh, They... they're stingy inside the arc. SU is allowing opponents a field goal percentage of only 41.6%. That's 13th in Division One, And um, 
you know, the Orange comes up with a, with a steal on 13.9% of opponents' possessions. So, um, I don't know, yeah. dude. I, I Well, I mean, you know, it's it's good right now, and it's good that we have this, this I wouldn't call it cushy, but we have this little bit of pad before conference play to kind of fix some of these things. But uh, what is the key? going forward as far as you know are they going to be able to are they going to be able to rely on offensive boards and rebounds and and even some of the turnovers to get them through games with on both sides of the three ball just being they suck they really suck both sides of that yeah what do you think oh i think that we're good enough on all those other stats that you named to be able to make up for really the bad you, you think you can make up well for... i mean right now right now right now we are I'm against, saying going against better teams yeah then okay I, I mean obviously we have to shore that up and even using kansas as an example um i mean one guy went off and usually if a guy does something like that especially with this team and and kind of the offensive tr- problems that we have, then it's going to be difficult to beat real good teams like that. But as far as mediocre to average teams and teams with around about our talent, then I think that those stats, like you said, will be able to keep us in games and give us chances to win. So, but to, to, to get to where we want to be, obviously those stats need to change. So I'm still all for just pushing out the two, three zone a little bit more. Um, yeah. Keeping it, keeping it a little, a little more loose. Yeah. Not well, and, and you have to, and, and again, I think a lot of it has to do with experience and um, the younger players and just being able to to play with your teammates and also as the season goes on, being able to find the shooters, whether it's on fast breaks, whether it, you know, sometimes you got to know that you got to maybe not attack and run out on a three point shooter. If you know somebody down in the baseline is going to be wide open, if that guy's a better shooter, you kind of got to stay with the shooters, you know, find the guys and uh, let the not so good shooters shoot those threes or not shoot those threes because um, a lot of times they don't. So I think they just need to, to do better at that. And I think it's a lot of a lot of it is going to get fixed with just um, more time and more experience playing with each other and playing in uh, D1 uh, basketball, playing against better competition. So our, our opponents are taking advantage of this. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, of course. Uh, they, they, uh, Syracuse opponents are taking a ton of three-pointers. Uh, uh, they are taking 49.2% um, of their shots are three-pointers, according to your, your boy uh, KP. Only yep. one other Division I team in the nation has more three-pointers taken against them. And it's just when you see it on tape and you I mean you don't even need to look at tape you just know now that how do you expose Syracuse you take a ton of three-pointers and if you right. can get hot you know um uh what's his name then Graham from Kansas Graham yep um and Colgate got hot too hitting 14 so yep. so it's going to have to be something that they they're going to need to make an adjustment out at the arc they're going to have to not collapse so easy and we've been we've we've said these things I know it's you know it's a whole lot easier to say than it is to do, but it needs to be fixed before conference yeah. play. I mean, it's got to get fixed. Well, I mean, and, and also it's got to get better. Looked... It's got to get better. I, yeah. I just wanted to see it get better. It doesn't even have to right. get fixed totally. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they're not going to be an all-time three-point shooting team or an offensive right. team. But if you can shore it up on defense, that sure would help. Um, I mean. Bayham's always said it, you know, he wants to dare teams to shoot the three, live and, live and die by the three. I mean, you can pull some great upsets against some good teams. I mean, not every not every good team is a good three-point shooting team. You know what I mean? I mean, Duke 
really isn't a good three-point shooting team, but they're tall. They're lengthy. They kind of do the same thing that we do, um, obviously, minus two, three zone all the time. But that's the way I look at it, is you can be a bad team but still have good three-point shooters to keep it close, like a Colgate. Yeah. And what, um, what were they, three and five? I mean, if you move the ball yeah. around and you get and you have the patience, we didn't necessarily play great on offense in the first half. No. And then they got within six, I believe, in the second half. So, I mean, we still won by 14. So, but again, Colgate's not going to be the everyday opponent when it comes to ACC play. So, again, like you said, it's got to get better. But also, you can, you can get great wins by lulling teams into shooting threes. And if they're not hitting them, then – you know, it's it's good for us. So yeah, uh, O'Shea Brissett Brissett continues to impress. Um, he led the team pretty much through that game. I think um, scoring twenty points, uh, seven for twelve. He also grabbed uh, a huge rebound um, with just a few minutes left as Colgate tried to close that gap. Tyus Battle again, obviously twenty four points. Um, he scored fifteen of them in in the first half. So. And once yeah. he, when he gets when he pulls those mid range jumpers too, and he's in that zone, and they don't always look. You're always you know kind of on the edge of your seat about the shot, but then it just it's, it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's just the kind of shooter he is, which is impressive. Yeah. Um. So other than that, I mean, you know. Well, I think what you said moving forward. I mean, and then this isn't really about Colgate as much as it is just a team, but you have to kind of use the statistics that you that you laid out there to your advantage. Uh, I read somewhere this week that um, Syracuse is the tallest team as far as average height that plays as far as minutes goes in the country. Yeah, in the nation, yep. Right. So, I mean, what's our weaknesses? Our weaknesses guarding, guarding, the, three. guarding the three. But what is our strengths? Our strengths is rebounding. Inside. Our strengths is our length. So we have to spread that out a little bit more, take away the threes. And, and, and as far as offense goes, you watch Battle, Howard, O'Shea Brissett. Those guys can take it to the hoop. They can, like we talked about with Kansas, I felt this team cannot settle for jump shots. This team has to attack, has to go to the hole. O'Shea Brissett, that's yeah. where he needs to be. He's not a great three-point shooter right now in his career, and that's where we need to go. We need to attack the basket, and we, if we're not shooting threes at a good percentage, then why are we taking them? And I don't, so, I don't have the stat in front of me for overall for the season. My bad for even mentioning it. But as as you say that, I'm just thinking you go in there, drive in, and draw the foul if you can. Draw the foul, uh, get to and, the lane, get, and, be and aggressive. Be aggressive because when you do that, then you get players in foul trouble, and it forces like they've done to teams us. to back off a little <laughs> bit. You know, yeah. So. Um, when, get, it, when it comes down to it, we need to use our strengths to our advantage to help what our weaknesses are. And right now, I think that our team's just learning to do that. If, so if we can, and, work we're, on, and we're young again, we're young. Yeah, right? it's not like a team like last year where we had guys we knew were going to be taking the shots, and you had the seniors come in. It's completely different. So, I mean, guard, if we can guard the three, let's start by guarding the three and being right. a little bit better on defense against the three, and we'll worry about shooting it after because, like you said. Um, the bread and butter's in the lane right now, and it's just when they get going with that and they press, and um, you know they play up tempo, they're really they're they're really doing a good job. I mean that's right. that's their strong suit so far in offense this year. Yeah. Um, well, and again, but you said though too. I mean, we are up there in offensive rebounds. Oh, so as yeah, much as as much as when yeah. you look at the three point stat as far as our shooting and everything. 
I mean, you read it. We we offensive rebound forty one percent of mix of missed shots. So that's kind of a skewed little. Just because we missed a three doesn't mean that we didn't score. Doesn't mean that we didn't get a second chance opportunity. Um, so again, that could be a, a skewed stat that might look like it hurts us a little bit more than it does. But because of our offensive rebounding, because of our steals and the fast break points, points off turnovers, those kind of things, they it can be hidden. You know, you can you can get by with that kind of percentage when you're doing those kind of things on the side. Yeah. But as far those, as as far as on defense is giving up that percentage, that's that's something that's got to be fixed without a doubt. All those stats are a little bit skewed, I think, just because of the. The comp- some of it's the competition. Competition, some absolutely. Some yep. of it's it's just early in the year, but um, as of right now, those are I mean that's a fact. Those are facts of steal every, yeah. every steal every fourteen possessions. I mean that's pretty decent. So right, and and they're lengthy and they get, they were getting in there when they first started playing UConn. I thought that was gonna be a blowout because they were just so disruptive. And, yeah. and with their arms and everything, and just again, just, just, it takes a little while for teams to get does. used to it. You're right, you know? they got to just develop their chemistry. Right. So, all right, and that's why I say we got to just come out on offense and start just being aggressive. Just get is what get try to get people with some fouls. Try to get early points, even if it's from the charity stripe. Come out aggressive because you know that those first eight to ten minutes, that's going to be the team feeling you out and sh- feeling your defense out and trying to figure out how to score. Exactly. So I see I see a lot of games this year. Unless a three-point shooter comes out hot early, I see a lot of games where we can take advantage of, you know, getting a lead while the team's trying to figure us out and us being aggressive and and just getting points on the board. And that's like again something that we've struggled with in the beginning of the season, especially against you know lowly opponents. So, um, you know, like like we said, what is it, um, February twenty-fourth, nineteen sixty-two? We have not been beaten by Colgate since then. Joe, give me your grade. For the orange against Colgate, in the end, it was 14 point win. I'm I'm happy with that. It closed yeah. up. I wasn't happy about that. It was a slow start. I ex- I especially wasn't happy about that, but I was totally expecting it because that's right. how we play. So give me your grade for for that game. Nah, C. Yeah, I you're yeah. a little bit nicer than or I'm a little bit nicer than you. I was I was thinking maybe B minus, but yeah, I mean, just. Just didn't control that game. That's a game they just got to control from start to finish and just put it away early. Yeah, that, they that, controlled it in points. But when you play yeah, teams but, like that, you can't mess around. You yeah, got the height advantage. No, yeah, go, totally. go to your strengths. Totally. Get the lead. Take it over. Get those walk-ons in there at the end of the game and get out of there. You know exactly, exactly. So, um, let's see. At eight and one, uh, we've already started receiving votes for. The AP in the USA Today coaches poll, two in the AP, 10 in the US Today uh, coaches poll. Um, so if we can continue to win non-conference, it's possible to be ranked before ACC play. I believe that's a complete possibility if we keep doing what we're doing. If we, yep. if we are, Joe, if we're ranked before ACC play, do we, do we get prepared for the uh, Syracuse isn't that good they haven't. They haven't even played anybody yet. They've barely left the dome. Blah blah blah. The same old chants from the same old people. What do you think? Uh, there's always going to be haters and trolls out there. So there's going to be people saying that it's way too early. So I don't even know why like Joel Lenardi does bracketology and the the oh, rankings is he now. Just, really? The rankings. Yeah, oh yeah. He's got us as like one of the last four in or something like that. So, but I mean, it's it's ridiculous to even to even look at that kind of stuff, you know, um, 
people that say it, I mean, they can say it. It's not going to get me all up in arms because it's way too early. No, anything but there's, can, there's anything so many can happen. Haters. You know what I mean? I'm not really worried about it. The rankings go as basically teams win and lose. So exactly. Um, not so, really too worried about it. Man. Look at Georgetown. They're undefeated. So it, it, Georgetown has not played anybody either. No, nobody. nobody. By uh, According to Ken Pomeroy, they've played the, the, the easiest non-conference schedule in Division One basketball. 351 out of 351. Which, so. is, which is exactly um, what I was thinking. But it was a great segue into this, Joe. We're going to D.C. to play the Hoyas. Um you know they do have they do have one guy and his name escapes me because you're the pro at this and I hand, that's why I hand this to you right now. So <laughs> tell me tell me Joe about Georgetown. What do we got to look for? What do we got to do? And can we win? Um, Georgetown actually all time we lead the series forty nine to forty three, but Georgetown's on a two game winning streak of beating us the last two games or last two years I should say. Um, John Thompson, the third, got fired last year. Uh, and actually, their head coach now is um, Patrick Ewing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's his uh, first year. Uh, and another little fact, a little tidbit to throw out there uh, Syracuse, the former Syracuse basketball player, Lewis Orr, and uh, he used to coach Seton Hall. Um, he is actually the assistant coach uh, for Georgetown as well. Um, but they, after John Thompson, the third, got fired they lost well three players to graduation a player to uh, a transfer to smu a guy went to the draft and another guy got released from the program so they had a lot of turnaround but their strengths are kind of i mean they they have some size um jesse govan i believe the center 610 junior he's averaging 21 and 13 that's been their guy um pretty much all year he's most of the games he's led uh, in scoring. Um, they also he also they also have a, a forward Marcus Derrickson, six seven junior, who's averaging thirteen and a half point seven rebounds. Uh, their other f- uh, forward who starts um, is a freshman six seven Jamarco Pickett, and then they have the two guards. Uh, one's a senior, leads the team in uh, assists. Point guard Jonathan Mulmore, and uh, the other guard is six six junior Caleb Johnson. Uh, who averages 12 and a half points. Uh, and they only really have two guys that come off the bench, a freshman and a sophomore, six, three guards, um, Blair and Mosley. But um, they really only go seven deep, but with their height, they could pose some problems. And um, I know that Patrick Ewing was a big man coach in the um, NBA. And obviously he was a center, played for Georgetown, all that. Everybody, anybody who's an SU fan knows who he is. So um, Govan, he, uh, the center, he only averaged 10 points last year. He's up to 21 so that's I can amazing. only assume that that's kind of has a lot to do with it. So, but again, we don't really know what we're going to see. Um, they did lose some good players that um, otherwise would have been there. That would have been one, some of their better players. Um, and like you said, though, because of their schedule, uh, you really don't know how good they are. So I know they're undefeated. Um, they're they've played seven other eight games. Have been home against pretty much nobodies. Um, and then they had a road game against Richmond, who was the closest game. I think they won by like six or eight. So don't really know what to expect. But it's a um, quick trip. It's just a quick trip, though. DC to yeah. Richmond. Yeah, right down ninety-five. Yeah, N- not a problem. But still, um, <laughs> nonetheless, it was a road game. I mean, That's the Richmond Spiders. The Richmond Spiders. Come on. So 
I, I don't know. I mean, they're tall. Their big man's good. But at the same time, he's not just posting up man-to-man against another center. He's got a zone and people around him. And um, how, are they, yeah. how are they behind the arc? That, Joe, that's what we need to know, I think. Around the arc, they have some guys that can go off. Uh, really? Caleb okay. Johnson can shoot some threes. Uh, even their big guys can can shoot a little bit. There's a couple guys that got some green lights, like Govan. I know that he can shoot. Uh, I don't think he shoots a lot, but um, yeah, they got some guys, man, that can definitely definitely shoot. Uh, and it's Syracuse, so usually it's that one you know unknown guy that only plays 16 minutes that only averages four points a game that's going to hit hey, six threes against us. He's the plant. It's the plan. <laughs> so game. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You can only imagine that they're going to go ahead and try to use our weakness against us, which is you know guarding the three pointers. But everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. You can't. You, right. you have to expect they're going to try. The only right. thing you can do is disrupt them early and make them make them, um, right. you know, try to shoot from inside or down the lane or something. So all right. Well, I mean, if, and from what I've read, I don't. I don't know 100% what their uh, three-point percentage is for the season. From what I've read, it could be better. There's a couple guys that they expected more out of. But um, there's a, a big turnaround, like I said, with the coaching change that usually happens. But also, all the teams that they've played, they don't that those teams don't play 2-3 zone like we do, and they don't have the height that we do. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, with the worst non-conference schedule or the easiest non-conference schedule as, as, as up-to-date, uh, I'm really not concerned with what their percentage is because they really played nobody even comparable to us. So as far as defensively and height wise, so we're just gonna have to wait and see. It's gonna be a big game of unknowns, but obviously a lot of history with the players and the coaches and stuff like that. So yeah, old rival, and of course, if you've been a Syracuse fan for more than five minutes, you hate Georgetown. So um, <clears throat> yes, <right>. sir. <laughs> well, let's just go through. And one of my good buddies is a Georgetown fan. So, and I'm, I'm sorry. A, and I'm a Raiders fan and he's a Chargers fan. We're like buddies, but arch nemesis too. So, um, that's always fun. We, we used to go out for that game, but <sighs> drunken fist fights. Yeah. But then they switched to the ACC. We haven't really done that much. Good. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, all right, let's take a look at the power rankings for the ACC as they has, have them listed on Syracuse.com. And we're just going to breeze through these. Um, we'll do this more once. Um, once conference play starts, or it's coming it matters. Closer. Yeah, once it matters. <laughs> but they got Pitt at 15, Georgia Tech at 14, Wake Forest at 13, Boston College at 12. Boston College just beat Duke, by the way. Um, yep. And this is after that game. Uh, North Carolina State at 11, uh, Clemson at 10, Syracuse at 9, inside the top 10, Louisville mm-hmm. at 8, uh, without Patino, Florida State at 7, 6 is Virginia Tech. Five UVA, four Notre Dame, North Carolina at three, Miami at two, the Hurricanes, and of course Duke at uh, the top slot in first place. So, you know, that St. Francis game, 124, they scored 124 points. Who? Um, Duke. Duke? Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't see that, but. 124 to 67. Yeah, St. Francis, he was a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. When they only play that's against a lot one of player. points. I don't care who you're playing. That's a lot of points. You know, Duke's five versus one guy, St. Francis. <laughs> I know he was a right. saint, but come on. Hey, did, but Basketball wasn't even invented yet. I know, right? Well, dude, 
How about <laughs> how about that? Um, oh, I know you were late getting to it, but you got to watch the end, right? The Boston College Which, Duke game. No, I didn't. Oh, actually. you didn't? Okay, because that was a really. I was good busy. Game. I I got to see the end of the first half. I didn't get to see the second half. So okay, that was a really but, really good game, man. Uh, I'm not really gonna say nothing because we lost to them last year too. So oh <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. But that's an early loss, first conference game. No, and that's an early conference game too because yeah. most likely there's not gonna be too many conference games going on for another month. So I mean, currently, if you look at the conference standings, Duke's in last place, and it's gonna be like that for like the next month. <laughs> but you know obviously like we said it doesn't matter yeah. I mean, no, you it have doesn't miami, matter. miami at two i mean don't get me wrong i think miami's a good team but number two right now I, everything gets rated as as their schedule goes i haven't looked at miami's schedule but i know they're undefeated so yeah uh, i don't know as we go on There's like i said four undefeated teams left in d1 right because right now the rankings and the standings and all that kind of stuff bases itself on nine, nine conference play, but only until it comes down to resume time for NCA does your nine conference really matter when it comes down to it. Yeah, no, uh, not if you play it right. So, all right, well, all right, that's it for basketball, Joe. Yes, sir. You got some. You got some uh, recruiting news for football, though. So give it to us. Yeah. Oh well, it's been a big week, really. Um, from Friday, last Friday till now, we've gotten um, four commits. Um, one of them, Andre Cisco, he is uh, the number seventy-three safety in the class, a three-star defensive back. Um, he announced on Friday, and then uh, Trey Ellison, three-star linebacker, he flipped his commitment from SMU to Syracuse. I believe it was on Saturday, and I think the same day, um, a junior college, he was the number 32 junior college rank. Like junior college, they do rankings based upon all of the positions. And uh, he was the number, he's the number 32 junior college player um, this year, and he's a linebacker, 6'2, 240. So he's got the size, and it seems like he's uh, ready to go. And um, then we actually got a, a lineman, um, Carlos Veterello. Uh, another three-star lineman that um, that signed as well. So we have four guys. Uh, brings our recruiting class up to uh, 18 recruits, and it actually brought on a two uh, two four seven sports uh, their con- their composite rating. We are actually have the number 37 um, recruiting class in the nation for next year for 2018. So that's the best that we've been. That's that's the highest we've been ranked. Um, since we joined the ACC and probably since around, I want to say 2001. So that's awesome. And, yeah. And also, um, and a couple transfers to announce, um, and a lot of these are the graduate seniors and some guys that are just, uh, kind of like, um, leftovers from Schaefer and they just know that they really don't fit in the system and they're just not going to get any playing time. But, um, defensive backs, uh, Davon Ellison, Jawan Dowells and Cordell Hudson, all uh, plan to transfer. And then a uh, D tackle, Caton Samuels is also transferring. So that opens up some recruiting or uh, some uh, scholarships for our recruiting class next year. And um, I think with 18 recruits now, I think we have uh, four more available, give or take one or two. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I'm sure he's got the priority recruits. And I know the early signing period, there's an early signing period. It's like four days long in December. So it's going to be interesting to see who signs and gets it out of the way and 
what happens until signing day back um, up to February 4th. So, yeah, I mean, I was excited for next. For, I mean, not that I'm rushing it because we got all summer, but I was excited yeah. for next year's football team and, and just to see because, you know, Dungy's a senior and, right. um, you know, those types of warriors. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. How else to describe he's a warrior. Him. He's definitely, if, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be starting next year. Yeah. So. I, I, they don't come around very often. Um, no. And he might not be an NFL quarterback, but he's a hell of a college quarterback. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, I don't know. Should I mention it? Nah. I, post, nah, I posted nah. it. I posted it. It's it's nah, it's nah, at QStationPodcast.com. Nah. Alleged. We'll just we'll Allegedly. just keep it at allegedly and wait till we get a little bit more information. How about that? Let's let's not be like the media and just oh, jump to jump oh, to an allegation. Gosh. You know, you'll see what I'm um, talking about if you go to the podcast. Uh, the podcast. Yeah, Facebook yeah, page. yeah. But hey, I also though, I would um, never have gotten into that just for the record. I, I know. I said SU quarterback, and that was it. I know. I get it. But um. <laughs> There's a video on Twitter, <laughs> and um, they had a video. It was Tommy DeVito. They had something set up, and it was like there's a trash can in, um, in the like the far left part of the end zone, and there was like a, a dummy that um, was a little bit more to the right, and then um, he threw a ball at the field goal post. It was funny, man. Three in a row, he took the ball, threw it, knocked over the trash can. Next ball, threw it. You're talking hit, about Dungey? No, DeVito. Oh, DeVito. Tommy DeVito, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. He yeah, was yeah, the yeah. – Four star, you know, yeah. next guy on campus. Pretty much, everyone expects him to take Dungy's spot, be the backup quarterback next year because he redshirted this year. But um, knocked over the trash can in the first ball. Second ball comes out, hits the dummy, and then uh, the third one comes out and he hit the horizontal part of the crossbar and knocked it up. And it, I don't know, it just showed a little bit of accuracy in, in something that you know, as you a like football fan, you like that. You see that, <laughs> and you kind of get excited, you know. Because he yeah, came definitely. in with a lot of hype, and there's a lot of people that – I mean, we had Ahmed Atao last year with Dungy. Then he got hurt, and we saw what happened with Ishmael and Irv. You know, last two years we've had three record-setting um, receivers, and Dungy has been a record-setting quarterback as long as he's been healthy. So, True. you know, just to see what's going to come next, you know, um, it just makes – Fans, at least like me, excited. So, oh yeah, know. I'm I, excited. We can probably get it and share it on the uh, Facebook page and. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. See, That's see what idea. the fans think about think it's, about it. You know, it's on so. YouTube. We'll post that up there. All right. So, all right. Episode 43 in the books. We appreciate you listening. If you could go to facebook.com forward slash Nation podcast and give us the big old thumbs up on there and like the Facebook page. Uh, any final thoughts, Joe? No, sir. Hoya no. suck. <laughs> Hoya so suck. Hopefully, yeah. We got to um, win hope- this game because. Well, yeah. Just to- I think we do. Um, they have the size, though. So yeah. Um, and- we'll just see what happens. Like I said, I just I don't know what to expect because it's always a nerve wracking game, and just because right. of the circumstances, it's just always um, one of those ones that you get a little sweaty palm, like like my brother Ryan. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> But we've we've seen what we've done. I mean, Kansas made a little run, had a guy that went off for 36 against us, Devontae Graham, one of the better players, um, you know, in the country. Um, but we we played the UConn in, in, in Maryland and beat them. And True. Maryland was a uh, tough one, too. Yeah. I mean, they're not – look, they're not like the Maryland of Juan Dixon back in the day, Maryland, ACC Maryland. And UConn obviously isn't the big East UConn It was from a back good early day. test, though, man. That was a well, good- exactly. That's what I mean compared to what Georgetown's done. Yeah, That's why Georgetown it's, it's hard is, to 
they haven't done squat. Well, but it's hard to gauge because I well, mean, I, I you, know, can, you can you can say that they haven't done squat, but they're undefeated. Well, they haven't played squat. So. How's that? <laughs> exactly. That's probably a better way to say it. Yeah, but you're right. All at right. the end of the day, I think as long as we can, um, as long as I don't got a guy that goes off on threes, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Well, we will see. It's a twelve thirty game on Saturday, right? Twelve thirty. Yes, sir. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. Episode forty three in the books. Appreciate it. Uh, for Joe, I am Sean. We're out. See you next time. Peace. You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 